Welcome to the Skillstack Podcast, a podcast with one aim in mind, to bring you the best ideas, tactics, and information to help you grow your confidence, your value, and your bank balance with every epic. Here is your host, author, public speaker, and world record holder, Ray McLennan. Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome to the Skillstack podcast. My name is Ray McLennan, uh, and I'm here to talk to you today about um, we have IQ, we have EQ, but what about AQ? Mm. In order to grow in life, um, grow your value and the world, I want to talk about something that's vitally important, and that is AQ. Now, you'll have heard of IQ, you've even heard of EQ, but have you heard of, and more importantly, do you possess this thing called AQ? Now, I'll get to that in a minute, but first let me give you a brief summary of the two you probably already know. So there's IQ and EQ. Now, hopefully you've all heard about IQ or intelligence quotient. Some people might even know exactly what it is, but here's a brief description taken from Mensa. Now, Mensa is the High IQ Society. Uh, incidentally, ment Mensa is Latin for table. Did you know that? Hmm. Okay. Um I many things to many people, but generally the attribute of intelligence refers to quickness of mental apprehension or mental agility. Now, it's not to be confused with knowledge, wisdom, memory or, you know, loads of other attributes. Uh, and in general, it has a variety of meanings depending on the context which it's used. But IQ invariably refers to the attempt to quantify mental comprehension. OK, hope that's clear. Now, there are quite a lot of scales in which IQ can be measured depending on the testing mechanism that's used, for, for example. So for this reason, the most reliable and consistent method to be placed on IQ is that of the percentile or a percentage score. So to say that you've got an IQ of 150 is quite a meaningless claim unless the testing mechanism is also cited. But an IQ in the ninth standardised way of defining intelligence now, I know many people who've got big IQ scores, they're in the top 2% of the population, you know, but they've got no common sense or they lack the ability to get on with other people. You might know someone like that. So the world has given us another standard uh, to measure people, and that is called EQ or emotional intelligence. Now, EQ um, probably was most famously coined by a guy called Daniel Goleman. Now, he wrote, he wrote a book in 1995 about um, emotional intelligence, but he said in 1990 that his role as a science reporter at the New York Times, uh, he chanced upon an article in a small academic journal by two psychologists, a guy called John Meyer, who's now at the University of New Hampshire, and Yale's Peter Sutton Intelligence. Now, those were the days when IQ was preeminent as the standard of excellent in life was unquestioned. Uh, a debate, you know, was, was said to be raging over whether it was set in our genes or was it due to experience. But here suddenly there was a new way of thinking about the ingredients of life success. The ingredients of life success. Now, Goleman wrote that he was, in his own words, electrified by the notion, which made the title of his book in 1995 and explores how emotions are regulated in the brain. Now, the phrase emotional intelligence, it's casually shortened to EQ, is pretty much everywhere now. You know, it's showing up in, in cartoons like Dilbert and Zippy and all that carry on. It's been in the, the new people seeking prospective mates and so on. But the concept has also spread mostly to all corners of the planet. EQ has become a word recognised in languages like German, Portuguese, Chinese, Korean and even Malayan. 
So um, we prefer, uh, well, he prefers, Goldman prefers EI as the English abbreviation for emotional intelligence. Now, by understanding your own feelings, you can understand and evaluate others. According to Daniel Goleman, there are five elements of emotional intelligence. So five elements. Number one, self-awareness. Number two, self-regulation. Number three, motivation. Number four, empathy. And number five, social skills. So self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy and social skills. Now you can look up on emotional intelligence. This is not a podcast on emotional intelligence to your own emotional intelligence. You can add to your IQ, your intelligence quotient, to improve your life by this 1% factor that will see you grow your value to yourself, your family and to the world. So fortunately, there is something you can add to IQ and that is AQ or adaptability. Adaptability. Now, when I worked with uh, Angel's Den for uh, six, six years, it was an organisation like Dragon's Den or Shark Tank and we saw thousands of pitches for money. Thousands of pitches for money from lots of different people. And what I was investing my own money because at some point I would be called upon to try and get investors for the particular pitch that we were looking at. So we always looked at it from the point of view, well, what would we do? And we had parameters that we would look at. But what attracted me was not necessarily the pitch, the idea, the way it was presented, because, you know, after a while, most of the pitches were actually very similar. They all followed this format of how you pitch. But what attracted me was the way the founders reacted to questions that they were they were set. Now, that might be questions from me. It might be questions from other members of the team or it might be questions from potential investors. And the best questions were usually ones that, that said to them, well, OK, this is great. But what would you do if what would you do if if you suffered from a change in the law, if you lost your best customer, if you between the businesses that ultimately succeeded and the responses from the founders? They had plenty of IQ after all because they'd come up with a great idea. They saw a gap in the market. Um, and, you know, that takes intelligence, doesn't it? So uh, that ticks that box. They'd already been through several interviews to get to this stage, maybe managed to convince friends and family to invest. And that showed a lot of EQ tick. But where they stood out was their adaptability. Their AQ was quite high. Now, in growing your value to the world, in adding new skills to your core skill or by improving the skills you already have, you can start to grow your confidence, your value and ultimately your bank balance. So are 12 ways. Now, the need for adaptability, as you probably know, has never been greater than it is now. That You know, there's change around everywhere. Just things are changing all the time, whether that's your iPhone, a computer, uh, you know. I'm going to whisper it on Alexa, in your house, setting it up, all that, you know, to be able to do all that kind of stuff or just changes at world, in, in the world or, or the world of work. The ability for people, groups, teams and even whole organisations to, to adapt to changes in their environment, stay rele relevant and avoid obsolescence is kind of the defining characteristic between success and failure between my uh, online called an adaptability coach called Jeff Boss, an adaptability coach. And he says that he shares leadership lessons and insights from the military and translates them to the business world. And as an adaptability coach, the trend he sees is common. An unwillingness to adopt something new simply because of all the newness surrounding it. And this unwillingness typically stems from a number of factors. The lack of self-awareness, poor communication, unclear decisions, ego or lack of accountability. 
So what does an adaptable person look like? Well, here are 11 characteristics of an adaptable person. So number one is adaptable people will experiment. To adapt, you've got to be open to change, which means you must have the will, emotional tolerance, to not only face uncertainty, but to punch it in the face and move on. So you've got to be uh, experimental. Number two, adaptable people see opportunity where others see failure. Now, often you hear about this with entrepreneurial people, you know, they're often seeing opportunity where others see failure. Uh, entrepreneurial people do tend to be very adaptable, which is probably why we saw so many of them doing so many pitches. But to adapt is uh, to grow, to change, and to change you must forego what you once believed to be right. You've got to classify it as wrong and then adopt what you now believe to be the new right. And if you don't, well, you stagnate. And that's something that only individuals but organisations struggle with. Habits have formed. You've probably heard, you know, this is the way we've always done it this way. This is the way we do it here, etc. Defining success in the future. Chances are they won't. Now, if they did, then companies like Blockbuster, Kodak, Borders Books uh, and every other company that failed to adapt to this new reality would still be in business. So number three is adaptable people are resourceful. There's another good word for you, resourcefulness. You can take away a person's resources, but you can't remove resourcefulness. Now, rather than getting stuck on one solution to solve a problem, adaptable people find a number of solutions. They might have a contingency plan in place for when plan A doesn't work. In other words, adaptable people think ahead. They're always open to opportunity, they're always on the lookout for improvement, minor tweaks that will turn ordinary into extraordinary because they are not bolted to the one-size-fits-all so you are a resourceful person. You are looking for those improvements. You're looking for minor tweaks that can turn ordinary into extraordinary, and that's what the skill stack is all about, taking these minor tweaks, improving them by one percentage point, but straight across the board, you know, that adds up to um, a huge change eventually. Now, number four is adaptable people don't whine and complain. If they can't change or influence a decision, they adapt and move on. Now, they also can talk themselves through these uh, challenges where they maybe want to whine, but they give themselves, uh, I suppose, a good hard look in the mirror, uh, grit their teeth and uh, clench their fists and um, through get on with it. That's that's the 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 defining characteristic of an adaptable person. They just get on with it and say, right, that didn't work. Let's just move on. Number five is they don't blame. They're not a victim. Um, they've no victim mentality. They're not a victim to external influences because they're quite proactive. To adapt to something new, you've got to get rid of the old. You've got to forego the old, forget the old. And adaptable people tend not to hold grudges or avoid blame, but instead they just absorb it, get on with it and move on. Let's just get on with it. Number six is adaptable people don't claim fame. They don't claim the limelight. They don't care about the limelight because they know it's going to soon burn out. That's where the word limelight flash and burn bright for a while, but then it would, uh, then it would um, burn away. So rather than wasting any effort on a temporary issue, they will shift their focus to the next obstacle to get ahead of the game so that when everybody else finally jumps on board, they've already moved on to the next challenge. They're, they're just getting on with it. Okay, number seven is adaptable people are curious. Yes, because without curiosity, there is no adaptability. Adaptable people learn and they keep learning. Curiosity enables growth. It pulls you along as opposed to willpower, which pushes you forward. 
Willpower only lasts as long as you like being pushed. Does anybody like being pushed? Warren Buffett, uh, or uh, who's allegedly worth a hundred billion, is uh, one of the richest men in the world, if not the richest man in the world. Incidentally, makes about thirty-seven million dollars a day, and he says that uh, learning at any age is the best investment you can ever make in yourself. Now he is curious. He likes to go to bed knowing something that he didn't know the day before. He likes to learn every single day. And he said learning at any age is the best investment you can ever make in yourself. So stay curious and learn. Okay, number eight is adaptable people stay current. Okay, so if you want to adapt to change, you must know what to adapt to and why it's important. Now, I know of people who are uh, still on a, an iPhone 5 and they, or a 3 or a 2. And the only reason they're moving on is because it's going to become obsolete. They don't move on. Um, they might have a modern phone, a modern smartphone, but they don't have the apps. They don't know what it does. It makes phone calls. You ask them to do something and they look at you as if you've got two heads. Um, so uh, staying current, upgrading your software in your hardware is important, but upgrading the software in your own brain is equally important. Now, communication is effectively at the heart of everything we do and adaptable people realise the impact their words, tone and body language can have on others, which is why they can change according to the personality involved. I've met people who've worked a room and reality, but they do adapt. They do communicate in a slightly different way. Now, number nine is adaptable people see systems. Now, uh, they, what I mean by that is they see the entire forest rather than just a few trees. They have to, otherwise they're not going to lack the context from which they base their decisions on to adapt. But they look at the end game. They look at the whole system, the whole process from start to finish and say, right, OK, I see that system. I see how it works. And then if there's any changes that can be made there, then they know exactly what to do and where to go. Number 10 is adaptable people open their minds. Now, if you're not willing to listen to other people's point of view, then you're going to be limited in your thinking, which means you'll also be limited in your adaptability. So the more content will have the best effect Okay, and number 11 is uh, adaptable people know exactly what they stand for. Now, the choice to change is not an easy one. However, neither, neither is the choice to remain the same. Choosing to uh, adapt to something new and forego the old actually requires quite a strong understanding of your own personal values. Now, we talk about values in, in other podcasts. And one of the, the, the skills you need to stack that you need to have is, uh, is to know what your own values are so that you can do things in accordance with those values, your personal values. Now, knowing what's important to you and what isn't, that moves you along, and but it's been propped up against the wrong wall. And, and they get there and they think, well, this is not what I wanted. They do their own values. They look at the vision. They look at the... find out... Um, clarity of where they want to go and suddenly everything can change. Now that happened to me a number of years ago. I was a corporate lawyer. I had done the law degree, I had done the diploma, I had worked as a trainee in a law firm and I suddenly realised, hang on a minute, this is not what I want. Now had I done my vision and values away in advance of doing that, I would not I would have still done the law degree but I never would have become a lawyer. So I had to adapt. I had to um, change my circumstances. And I think that adaptability and resourcefulness um, helped me to become able to handle change successfully. 
whether that's a parent, self-employed person, employer, leader, senior manager, you play an important role in leading yourself and your employees or your teammates through periods of change. And whether that's through new workplace procedures, new goalposts, new technology, whatever, an adaptable mindset empowers you to support yourself, your team more effectively and manage the impact of new challenges. Now, <clears throat> adaptability tends to improve your level of resilience, meaning that any periods of uncertainty are less likely to impact on your overall personal well-being. Now, resist when things inevitably change, because change, dear listeners, they will. They absolutely will change. So there we go. Um, you've got IQ, you've got EQ. Hopefully you know a bit about AQ now. Have you got the adaptability quotient? So just to raffle through them again, number one, adaptable people are the experiment. Adaptable people see opportunity where others see failure. Number three, adaptable people are resourceful. Number four, adaptable people don't whine and complain. Number five, adaptable people don't blame either. Number six, adaptable people don't claim the fame. Number seven, adaptable people are curious. Number eight, adaptable people stay current minds. And number 11, adaptable people know what they stand for. That is the end of the podcast. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to Twitter at Skillstack. You can go to theskillstack.com. You can email me info at theskillstack.com and I will see you on the next podcast. Thank you very much and goodbye. And I will... the next podcast. Thank you very much and goodbye. And uh, I will... podcast. Thank you very much and goodbye. And uh, I will... We'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you very much and goodbye. And uh, I will...